All right, going to start the show now. Hi, I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. Welcome to Wheel Nerds. Back yeah. for another week. To annoy you. Amazingly enough. <clears throat> beer goes down wrong. Yeah, beer's for drinking, not for breathing. Working on it. Important safety tip. All right, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. Good thing, because <laughs> otherwise it'd be really short, huh? Short All right, so i gotta, I got to start out this week with the drive over here. So it, it is pouring rain right now in Utah, and we have this immense snowpack. We're preparing for incredible floods because, of course, nobody in the West has any idea what drainage is. It's, it's an alien concept to people in the desert. I grew up where drainage is a way of life. Um, I, I saw the term urban flooding being thrown around today. Yeah, urban flooding. Apparently in 83 there was a river that went down State Street, and people were kayaking down it. Cool. Because um, City Creek Canyon overflowed into the city. And Utah is filled with a bunch of outdoor buffs. Yeah. So yeah. kayaking is natural. Well, it seemed... I, dude, I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? Actually, one year, one yeah, year it flooded near my house so badly, I got in my girlfriend's Civic, girlfriend at the time, fiancé now, I got in her Civic, and the Civic rides so close to the ground, I couldn't get through the puddles that were around my house without flooding the engine. So I had to go back, get the V-Strom, so that I could ride across the puddles to get out of my house. Yet again, Suzuki comes out on top over Honda. Win. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're heading over here. So tonight. yeah, so I'm heading over here. It's pouring rain. And I'm sitting in the car and I'm thinking, man, cars are nice sometimes. And I see one headlight in my mirror, which normally, you know, immediately turns on my, ooh, a motorcycle, um, brain. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, it's like a car with one headlight out. And when it's pouring rain, that's usually what you figure it might be. Nope. It's uh, somebody on a ninja. Could be a guy, could be a girl. Riding a ninja, weaving in and out of cars in pouring rain. And keep in mind that, like, when they say standing water possible, they mean there is standing water, guaranteed. Oh, and here's the best part. Wearing blue jeans and a cotton hoodie. <laughs> well, that protects you from the... Um, yeah. From people telling if you're a guy or a girl. Right, yes, good point, totally. Um, but, yeah, this... this uh, <laughs> This person looked really cold and unhappy. They were they were hugging their tank and going for broke. You know, I don't feel so bad about last week then when I was riding home in a snowstorm. With you know, at least I had the suit. On oh, compar comparatively gloves. speaking, you were you were you were loving life. Yeah, I mean, the worst part was you know having to keep my fingers jammed up in the helmet to wipe the visor. Yeah, ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've run into that once or twice. When I took the Ural skiing one time, I had to. Uh, Go extra slow so I could keep wipe, 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 wipe. Yeah, I guess it'd be annoying really fast. Uh huh. Yeah. No doubt about it. But this person, um, you know, was just uh, just going for broke, like feet from cars in pouring rain. Now, in, in fairness, I know rain in motorcycles is not actually very scary. I've ridden in enough of it. However, it's scary the first time. It's scary the first time, and frankly, when you're around that many cars, it's scary for them. Yeah. This is the desert. There's water falling from the sky. We're going to die, Chuck. We're going to die. The end times are here. That, that's why we're drinking the good beer. Mm. Empty it out. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Um, I guess the, the moral of the story is layers. The folks who ski know how layers work, but, but something you need to understand about cotton is cotton is death in the cold and wet. Cotton gets wet, and it wicks heat away from your body, and if your body goes down too many degrees a single-digit number, I should note, you die. <laughs> so the moral of the story is don't wear cotton. Don't and do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had to share about that person because I was just... I, were, were they wearing a helmet? They were actually wearing a full-face helmet, okay. amusingly enough, but, you know, had no other gear. I was thinking even like a, even like a textile jacket or a leather jacket would have been a huge improvement over what they were experiencing. Yeah, yeah. just... Uh, well, you know, it's, it's someone who saw the sun and was like, Hey! Riding. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it was nice and sunny this morning. It's, and then, it's then check anymore. the weather report for the, the giant storm coming to kill us. No. Mm. No. That's too bad. Yep. <laughs> All, All right. right. <laughs> so, okay, that was a little spooky. Let's, let's not do that again. We're going to cut that. That was awesome. Yep. What should we talk about next? Well, I think maybe it's time we started talking about, since we talked last week about your adventures in, in Buell Repair. Yes. Um, continuing we, adventures. Continuing adventures in Buell Repair. Um, we should probably 
talk a little bit about just the kind of the black art of repairing your own bike and stuff. And yeah, and, and you know, when it would come up that you'd be repairing a your bike yourself is uh, like you if you were just buying one used. If you're oh just, yeah, so great example. The classifieds. First bike I ever got. Suzuki GS750L, like old UJM with buckhorns, because somewhere somewhere in the late 70s and early 80s, there was a bunch of Japanese businessmen, and they were like, oh, Gaijin love buckhorns. But that was about when the Clint Eastwood movies were making it across to, to Japan. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, so it was even better. Everyone's a cowboy. Everybody, all the round eyes want buckhorns on their bikes. It's just like a Harley, but it doesn't leak oil. Yeah. It'll be great. You'll love it. Yeah. Push button start. Now it's a cruiser. <laughs> because it has buckhorns. <laughs> Found that by anything with buckhorns. It's true. I've seen you do it. <laughs> that was the only one I ever had with buckhorns. <laughs> I hated them. They're terrible. Anyway. <laughs> so I bought this, this, this bike for the princely sum of $600 um, for a bike that ran. Which, in fairness, is good. Um, come to find out later, it wasn't that the guy's wife hated motorcycles. She had her own. She hated this specific bike. Okay, because it had buckhorns. <laughs> well, it had buckhorns and it had a wind jammer, and it was once burgundy. It um, wasn't burgundy by the time I got a hold of it. It was sort of a sun fadedy, no clear coat, rust and. How old was this bike? This is a 1981. Okay. Um, and Were I think you it... alive in 1981? Yes, I was. Oh, okay. My, now, my, my fiancé was born in 1981. Okay. Um, on the bright side, you know that she likes me for me because I was riding this bike when I met her. <laughs> and you pointed at her and she got right on the back. No, I'm pretty sure I pointed at her and she hid. <laughs> or said something like, wow, so that's your bike. <laughs> Uncomfortable silence. Okay, anyway. So I got this thing and it's a 1981 and no one will look at it. So the service department is me. Mm. Um, and you get this a lot with old bikes. Or Buells. Or Buells. <laughs> Any sort of discontinued bike or not the current bike. Yeah. I think some of it is like, I don't know. I think the dealers, the which are pretty much the place you can go get a service on motorcycles, just don't want to do any services other than basic ones. You know that, or the you know the turnover in mechanics at dealers that could be mm. pretty high. Every time I go into a dealer, those guys look pretty young. Yeah, yeah, that is. I I, too, I I went in just to see what it would cost to get a really obnoxious job done on the Strom at one point, and I was looking around, and I'm like, high school shop class. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there there are children staffing the dealer. Child labor. Well, they're the ones that they're going to learn on the. Yeah, they're starting going, range of bikes, not the one from 1981. Yeah, yeah. Gixxer OMG BBQ WTF. ZX XR R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R R I didn't say anything. I didn't. Shut uh, up. I, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> that means I'm doing my job. Okay. <laughs> Talking about actual bikes now. Rather than making fun of Chuck, we'll do more of that later in the show. Um, so you, the cool thing about it, though, is like it, you go into these things and you're looking at these manuals. And let me, let me tell you, first off, the worst phrase on the face of the planet, the most infuriating phrase ever invented. Ready? Yeah. Installation is the reverse of these steps. <laughs> Fuck, we, we, no, it isn't. That's that's the last line in every section. In every of a section repair. of every repair manual, yeah. and it is the least helpful line. In <laughs> the reverse of these steps. But no, no. Why do I have parts left over? <laughs> oh. Oh God, I hate that so much. Yeah, that, that that's kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> so anyway, um, you get this shop manual, and I'm, I'm looking at the thing, and, and the dumb thing, the dumbest thing you can do when you get a repair manual is look in the middle section. That's always where the engine section is, where it's like tear down the engine. Mm -hmm. So you open it to a random page, and you open in the engine section, and go, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Feel, it feels like that a lot. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, suffice it to be said, don't do it. 
Uh, you know, the first section I read on the bill was, you know, doing the clutch. Well, and as straightforward as that might be, if that's the first thing you're reading about. Yeah, that, that's probably intimidating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right, because, yeah, because the clutch, the actual operation of removing a clutch is simple, right? I mean, what, what's, I mean. Yeah, once you get to the clutch, mm-hmm. you know, it's just that w- the one screw you got to back out and mm-hmm. the whole pack comes off. So it's like clutch replacement job. Step right. one, remove clutch. Step two, well, it's, no, new it's, clutch. Step one is like remove um, the uh, oh the the uh, shift lever, oh. then remove this bolt <laughs> oh, right. that you know, drain your tranny oil. Mm. Remove uh, you know your footrest. Remove uh, some random. So part. We're, we're about sixteen bolts in hell. Right. Oh, some of them are small fiddly parts that you don't understand what they do. Right. Remove the clutch cover. Bob, the chain mm-hmm. or the belt tensioner, left-handed yeah. smoke shifter. Yeah, yeah, it, it gets you know when you once you get to the clutch and you got all that stuff, you've still got a pile of parts already. And once you're halfway. You get, you're halfway at this point. You're halfway to the other side of the bike by the time you get. Yeah, to the there's clutch. not much between you and the other side at that point. <laughs> and there was something in there, you know, that I did wrong the first time I put it back together, that made the clutch explode. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always the little crap that gets you. But so the. Now, when I mm. open the manual and I, I go to do something, I was giggling as I was starting to tear the bike down. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Have You're you ever felt that? Actually, yeah. That, I, I got to admit, because the cool thing I've noticed about it is the more of this you do, like the more awesome you feel. And you know, yes. I, I'm I am I am I am hardcore shade tree. Like I am. I've got pictures of me taking pumps out of bikes, literally under a tree in the alley. Um, oh, spark plugs. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, to do it on the bill, you have to drill down from the top and disassemble everything on the way down. I will never complain about moving my radiator <laughs> forward again. Wow, um, you know the fake tank has to come off, the air box has to come off, oh, all Lord. the connections to the air box have to come off, the air filter comes off, and then you can see the part plugs. Are you sure this isn't a BMW F650? <laughs> it's by Harley. They want you to go there for service. <laughs> Well, uh, they did. <laughs> they used you. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Superman when I get to when I, especially when I do something like that's big and it works great. Like it's totally satisfying. Yeah, it's really cool. It, it's to, just, to do it and have it work. Well, then the funny thing I've noticed is like you become like Superman. Like you're you're this you're this like evil wizard with special powers. <laughs> we, we went to Durango a couple of years ago, and I rode a couple of people's bike. I'm like, man, your throttle cable is really sloppy, and they're like. it's the throttle cable you just adjust it they're like oh oh god i I don't know i'm like wait until they're not looking pull out wrenches adjust the throttle cable tension real quick so it's you know like not like super sloppy well you've got that aura about you yeah yeah that aura of capability that text message i got from you today i had to think about (laughs) yeah so so we'll talk about my sweet nighthawk 250 Mm -hmm. the ultimate chick magnet bike um Later, but uh, Chuck's been riding it, and so he uh, stashes M50 in my garage. I sent him a message, and I told him, your M50 makes a funny noise coming down through 80 in second gear. And he thinks about it for a minute, and he asked me, the uh, I-80 the highway or 80 the speed? <laughs> I answered, yep. <laughs> so. That's when I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> This isn't Nerd Todd making an observation about the bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Everybody gets all worried about it. Like, I, ooh, I should totally try that sometime. Make up some, like, complete when you're bullshit. When you're Oh, totally when I'm in Durango. I'm going to make up some complete bullshit about someone's bike. <laughs> see if they take it. I don't know. Flux capacitor. Oh, your, your left-handed smoke. smoke shifter <laughs> and your, your, your Fram widget capacitator is clearly out you of changed, whack. You changed a blinker oil recently? Mm. <laughs> what weight oil do you use for that? Do you, do you have a radiator warmer? <laughs> oh man! But yeah, it's it's fun, you know. It, it's fun to learn to work on your own bike. Yeah. The nice thing about it too is it is, I'm gonna say cheap in relative terms because the the places charge. Oh my god! I the, labor's a little expensive. It is nuts. If you get a hundred bucks an hour, you're getting a deal. It's it's cheap compared to working on the cars. I used to do work on my Mustang and mm-hmm. parts, especially you know the farkling. Mm-hmm. That's expensive. Well, you know, you got to have a tribal flame chrome. Uh, well, you remember last week? The, the last week, the, we were talking about the chrome shiny block 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what you're buying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is shiny. I must have it. <laughs> it shall be mine. Give me two. You're like a crow. <laughs> you make your nest out of shiny bits. <laughs> your nest happens to have four wheels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, a Hello Kitty sticker. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So yeah, you know, if you're going to be buying your own bike off the, of, you know, Craigslist or the, the wanted, the classifieds, yeah, some, which is I, I've gotten some great deals off of that. Some scruffy dude you work with, yeah, some scruffy dude you work with. That's that's who's buying my Nighthawk, and then, that's uh, who I bought a bike from. And I've actually I've sold a remarkable number of bikes to people I work with. Yeah, you're like Crazy Todd's. Yeah, I'm Crazy Todd's used bike lot. So you know, getting getting the the service manual for your bike. Yes, buy. You should get it. Buy it. Start with the simple stuff like oil. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do oil. Yeah, oil. Don't over tighten that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I heard from a friend you can over tighten your drain bolt, and if you have a a, a a joined case engine where you don't have a separate oil pan, um, you look at the part you need to replace, and the part is engine. Um, <laughs> I'm not making this up. Coincidentally, the part that I bent when the center stand was attached to is frame. Uh, Couldn't you do something like a helicoil or oversized? Well, you know, I try to jam. It? Actually, what I ended up doing, I um, I was first of all, I had a real hard time figuring out how to do it underneath the Suzuki because it's incredibly like awkward place you to be like working. Four on. inches, of and clearance. then I realized I ride a Strom, so I knocked it over, and then I started working <laughs> on it. <laughs> That bike's been over many times. Actually, you know, I think half of the time that bike has been over, it's been in that alley because I did something dipshit coming out of the garage. Really? I I have photographic evidence that yeah. half the time it's been over, you were on it. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think 100% of the time it's been over, I've been on it. But <laughs> It's sleepy. It's a notoriously sleepy bike. So I knock it over. And actually, what you can get is you can get these oversized drain bolts that have another smaller drain bolt inside. And we'll talk about the problems that are currently happening with that shortly. Um, but... Oh. So basically, it's a self-tapping bolt. So you you have to get around this somehow. Because basically, if you're using a self-tapping bolt, you're going to have little metal shavings into your mm-hmm. engine if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, what you can do is you pack it with grease, um, and then you put it in a little ways, and then take it back out, and you shake all the grease and metal shavings out, and you put it back in a little further, take all the grease and metal shavings out, and then you paint it with... I used red Loctite, which turns out not to work very well on aluminum covered with oil. Um, and then... Uh, Use something else. Gasket sealer is probably what I should have used. Okay. And you screw the thing back in, and then there's a little smaller bolt that goes in the middle of the big bolt, which mm-hmm. then you can loosen to drain oil. Mm-hmm. Um, my current um, state of affairs is that the little bolt has seized the big bolt. Um, so turning the little bolt causes the big bolt to come out. Oh. Now, I will say it's holding oil at the moment. Okay. Um, so I'll probably have to uh, hit it with a helicoil before too long. I'm, I'm procrastinating that. Well, the only couple times I've done it, I've just gone and I've bought a bolt that's slightly bigger in diameter. Yeah. And basically kind of recut the threads with that. Oh, and that I be- see. That becomes your new bolt. Just kind of cowboy it in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, that, and that's, that's a good idea. That's worked. And well, I haven't done that on a bike. That's worked on cars. Well, it's the same. Same principles. I, I have it on good authority that Suzuki aluminum engine blocks are rather soft. <laughs> Well, you know it's bad when you're turning the bolt and you hit that point where you're you're pushing and then suddenly like all the resistance goes away and you go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's mil spec tightness. That's where you tighten it till it strips and back off a quarter turn. <laughs> oh, you know what else causes that feeling when your clutch goes? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. So far, so far, knock on wood, no, cl- no, cl- no dead clutches. No, no dead clutches. No, but yeah. So buying buying bikes used, great way to get a deal. I've gotten a ton of good deals, usually on like wife sales. You know, yeah. Billy, you said you'd sell your motorcycle once we got married. There's some red flags to look out for when you're buying a motorcycle online. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first one being it's in Nigeria. Uh, that's a big one. Uh, no title. Yeah, no, that one, that one weirds me out because I, I have to confess, I have, I bought a bike with a title that was not in the name of the guy who sold it to me. Okay. Granted, I bought it for one hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> sold it for three hundred. This was a this is a fifty cc scooter, this which scooter, yeah. which which weighs about as much as one of my legs, um, and probably costs more to title than it is to just buy. Uh, actually, the titling was really cheap too. Oh, it was yeah. old. It was eighty nine. Okay. But uh, yeah, everything about this thing was cheap, including the scooter itself. 
But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, the no title ones. That one weirds me out. Because, like, where'd it go? Why not go retitle it? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it totally raises hackles. And the price was really low. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. One. It was, but it's pretty low. Was yeah, it? check, check not on Blue Book. It's one of those, if it seems too good to be true. It's a Nigerian. <laughs> yeah, close enough. What the hell? We'll go. <laughs> I don't think any of the seven people that listen to us are Nigerians mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. would be offended. Like, what, what about when we get to nine? <sighs> you know, like next year. Wow. Yeah, so it's, you know. It's, Sony got in trouble for that. What? Sony. You know, you know the Kevin Butler, I'm the vice president, blah, blah, whatever guy that does a, the spokesman for Sony PlayStation? No. No. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, he was doing one of the commercials and he won the lines, dropped as something like, you know, cheaper, more authentic than a Nigerian millionaire wanting to leave you his wealth. And Nigeria sure, okay. filed an official complaint with Sony about that. They, they were demanding a what was what was Sony's defense? Oh my God, it's true. <laughs> Have you checked your email? Ooh, do Nigerians get American millionaires who want to leave them money? <laughs> so, Greetings, no. sir. I am. No, wait, wait, I, I, I'm just wondering how many Nigerians. Bonjour, monsieur. Je suis un millionaire. <laughs> Looking for love from a Nigerian. <laughs> Yeah. Hello, Al, Ali. I saw your profile. I love you. <laughs> Accept me so we can chat. Write me back. Great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Buy new car. <laughs> Low rates. <laughs> we'll have to watch for those. Yeah, so no, Sony uh, uh, totally like changed the commercial. Wow. They apology. just like folded like a pair of underwear. Yeah, I guess, I don't know how many, well, all those Nigerian scammers probably own PlayStations. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they do yeah, now. They got to spend the money on something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes sense. Well, anyway, the Nigerian scammers are out there, which also happens when you try to sell something. That, that drives oh, me yeah. Nuts. Like, two-thirds of the emails I totally want to buy that, but I'm at sea. And I must use some sketchy company, sketchincorporated.com. I'm going to send you too much money. And you can send me back the change in a regular cashier's check or wire exchange. This is not a trap. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what are the other what are the other things you look out for? I look out for the price is a big one. You always want to, you you want to look up the price and see like how's it compare? Like, how does it compare? Because you know you you can believe like a little low, like that's totally doable. Somebody would just try to unload it. Yeah, you know because it's taking up space or their wife is going to kill them and eat them. Um, you know, here's here's something. How about the test drive? How? Because that's sort of an iffy. That's a hard one. You know, buying and selling. Yeah. You know, when I'm I was selling my bikes, I didn't feel real good about letting people test ride it. Yeah, yeah. And I think some. But when I'm buying a bike. Oh yeah, totally. You're oh, like, I want a test ride. I, bite me. Let me. Damn thing run. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. Give me. Yeah, that that's a tough one because I've 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 I've. Test ridden a bunch, and I'm trying to think of which ones. I don't think people have test ridden any of my bikes when they bought them. Uh, no. But I guess some of it is. I, I I will. I I have the. I have the. I can. I can hide behind this one. Is well, since I'm an MSF instructor, <laughs> I want to make sure that you're safe on the bike. Do you have your M on your license? And they're just freaked out by the voice. Yes. <laughs> no one likes the voice. <laughs> That sounds strangely like the Touratech catalog voice. The Touratech catalog <laughs> voice. What does Touratech catalog have to say about safety? <laughs> oh, oh, well. Here's something about safety. Ooh, safety clothing. Hey, there's a big one. And, wow, she looks sassy. So Touratech has a, <laughs> uh, a, a model who doesn't look very comfortable in her motorcycle gear. That's, that's, she's got a nice makeup job. She does. Because, you know, I mean, when you get on a motorcycle, first thing you want to do is have good makeup. Well, you want to look good. Well, I mean, what if you're in a crash? You know, like, <laughs> you, the and, and off, they're like, like, oh my God, she's stunning. <laughs> Rush her right away. Head of the line. <laughs> Especially in those, you know, third world countries with monks. Ooh, ooh, I like this one because it sounds dirty. Armorina. Textile high tech for your safety. 
Like the armadillo all-in-one, the amarina jacket and trousers are made of cordura, blah, 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 boring shit. Shell, triple-layer laminate, but if it's designed specifically for the female anatomy. So it's got boobs. Roughly, yes. Okay. Armor, <laughs> boobs, what else do you need to know? Worked for Wonder Woman. Seems fair. I'm okay with that. All right. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the test ride. The test ride. I mean, I when I sold my bikes, I didn't give, I didn't do the test ride. I was able to kind of dance my way around the test ride. Yeah, yeah, I've done the same thing, and I, I guess the the some of it will depend on like what the person rides up on. And I guess most of the bikes I've sold up to date, no one ever rides up on anything to buy them. They just like you know like come in a car, it's which is like friend drives them. Oh, good. They're twenty. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Can I take your bike for a ride? Well, so so the Ninja 250 is the one you sold. How, mm-hmm. what, how'd that one go? Well, you know, the, it's exactly what I described. The guy roll, rolls up, his friend's driving. He's 20 going to do... Was he a sweet Civic with an H on the back window? Please say yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sweet. All right, go on. It had the, the buzzy pipe. Awesome. The story gets better by the second. Tinted windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have an M. Oh, okay. So was he was he cool? I guess about the well, you're not licensed, so you can't ride it thing. You know, he never he didn't actually ask so much. He asked a oh. lot of questions, and um, I forget the exact conversation, but we started talking about a test ride, mm-hmm. and then one of us got distracted by something shiny. I oh. jangled some keys. Okay. Yep. Yep. So the key jangling is clearly the tactic of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And uh, it didn't come up again. Hmm. And he just bought it. Uh, I started it up for him. I think that's what it was. I started it up for him mm-hmm. and uh, moved out to the driveway. And I think that was enough for it. Okay. He was He was like, it's a bike and it runs. <laughs> Must have. Yeah. Okay. That, that's fair. He, he was more concerned about working out the payment. Oh, because uh, and yeah, there's a there's a <laughs> this this is a risk I actually took on the guys. I I really? agreed to do payments with him, hmm. and it worked out okay. I mean, not only yeah, not only did it worked out okay. He didn't even um, go to whole length. Wow, he, he paid it off like the next month. That's cool. Yeah, so that yeah, and I think that's kind of what smoothed over the whole test ride thing. Mm-hmm. Is we we got more. You were willing about that. to work with him. Yeah, no, that's cool. Of course he. He promptly racked up like a dozen parking tickets with the bike, and it got towed and impounded. <laughs> and they called you. And they called me because he never came to pick the title up. Oh my god! Because you know that that was part of the payment thing, right? I still sure, have the sure. Title. You you sit on the title and you're yeah. the lien holder or whatever, right? Yeah. And you know he sent me the the balance, but never came to pick it up. And um, I never mailed it to him, so yeah. it was never retitled. So they came to me saying, "Hey." Do you want to get this bike out of impound for like twelve hundred dollars? And I was like, no, twelve hundred dollars. That's less than I sold it for. Yeah, that's a lot less than I sold it for. <laughs> really? <laughs> this actually is Chuck's job now. <laughs> I still have that bike. <laughs> he's like he's like a Ninja Two Fifty pawn shop. I'm on the twelfth owner. Oh, it's not true. I did the right thing. Oh, that's good of you. I uh, I called the kid up. Okay. And I was like, hey, do you know that bike got impounded because of the parking ticket? And he's like, oh, I thought I got stolen. I reported it stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, well, the cops didn't immediately like, it's been towed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got, it, I, I don't know how it works. It got towed by the university police. Mm. And I don't oh, think man. that's who he called. RIT police used to tow them and they take them to this, this, this impound lot that had this Rottweiler guarded it at night and not a very good lock on the fence. But the Rottweiler was like, somebody's pet dog that they put there to look scary because like the minute you came up this thing runs up to the fence and it barks a couple times and then starts doing a little stump whack <laughs> you're like wow that's intimidating who's a good boy <laughs> get your bike everyone anyway um, I heard from a friend you can get cars out of there um, <laughs> we're gonna get a letter someday oh god <laughs> so <laughs> I guess there's 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 ups and downs to it. What did you, what did you do? Do you just pull? Because you've only been in MSF about a year, a couple of years now. Yeah. Um. In the past, I, I pulled the same thing. I was like, well, you know, insurance is bullshit, bullshit. Um. You yeah. know, can't ride it. I, I in the past, it wasn't a big deal because I sold the I sold the uh, the scooter. The guy basically just like bought it. On the, well, frankly, I, you know, I I knew the guy and I worked with the guy. 
Like, his desk is three desks down from mine, so, like, if he takes the scooter out and wads it up, A, I'm out, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Um, B. Does he still have the scooter? No, he actually resold the scooter. And the funny thing about it was he, he bought the scooter thinking he'd take it to work so his wife could have the car because they're mm-hmm. having a baby. Mm-hmm. But he's having a baby, so he can't ride the scooter ever because <laughs> he has to have something he can put a car seat in. Right. And the car seat is bigger than the scooter is. so <laughs> And safer. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> So, yeah, so the funny thing was is he goes and he resells it. He takes all of the copy that I wrote for selling it and my picture on the scooter and cuts my head off. <laughs> because in the picture, you can see my head and I'm flipping the camera off. <laughs> he cuts that part off. That turns out actually to be Todd's natural pose for a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, middle finger extended. I can't wait to see the wedding pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that, that one was easy. The um, Purple Rain, the GS750. Um, so named because watch the movie you'll get the idea. Yeah. Um, it looks about like that. Yeah. Um, but so Purple Rain I sold for a hundred bucks more than I bought it. Yeah. That's done. That was terrible. I know. I can't sing. I'm dying inside. All right. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, I sold, sold Purple Rain to it. Actually, I think I let him take a test ride. I think I let him take it around the block because he had his uh, thing. So okay. And then the Volusia I sold to this guy who didn't even ask to test ride it. He just wanted to buy it so he could bedazzle it and try to resell it. Okay. No shit. It's on again. So like a week later, two weeks later, it's back up. And he has bedazzled the side bags. Buckhorns? No buckhorns, but he has bedazzled the side bags. And he has taken off the custom trunk mount and the trunk that I built for it, which was awesome, by the way. And, you know, I could have gotten a couple hundred bucks for it. I should have sold to someone. Uh-huh. And he bedazzled it and was trying to resell it for a lot more, like more than it was worth, because now it's bedazzled. You, you know, you keep saying bedazzled, and I'm picturing cheap rhinestones. No, these were these were cheap studs. Oh. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Applied with, I can only assume, a bedazzler. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, just drink it all in. <laughs> just, yeah, just, yeah. So, yep, that was that was my bikes. But yeah, I think I think the test ride is, is it's weird because when you're the buyer, you really want it, but when yeah, you're the seller, you're really... It's critical to do. Yeah, when you're the seller, you're really sketchy about it. And I think a lot of it just comes down to, if you want to take a test ride on a bike, show up on your own bike. Yeah. That you know, that's, if you show up on your own bike and you, you aren't like, like wobbling into the parking lot and crashing into garbage cans on the way. And you're not wearing a Corona tank top. And you're not wearing a Corona tank top. then ball hat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, you know, you have a good chance of getting a test ride. I would, uh, yeah. Do you let me hold your bike while you ride mine? I would definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even if it's a rust bucket. I mean, I guess the other rule of some is uh, you can go there with the money. Ah, yeah, that's another good one too. Some people do that. I've never done that before, but it makes sense. Actually, one of the other, one of my friends did that. Let the his, uh, let the seller hold the money. Uh-huh. Yeah, one of my buddies did that with his SB650. He said, uh, he said, here's what we'll do. I will, I will hold the money, and the title in my hand. You will jump on the bike and go riding and come back, and you tell me which one you want back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, the guy came back. He's like, title. That's yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, it's pretty 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 efficient way to handle it. Yeah. That's you know, work that out ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, the tricky tricky one is definitely when you don't have the title when the bank has it. Um Ooh, and yeah. that's that's one where you gotta check with your state to see how they work. But the Utah the bill of sale works. You once the bill of sale goes through, you own it, you just don't have the title yet. Okay. Yeah. And then you have to go get the title from the previous owner. Do you run into that? Or? Well I had uh, I had the when I sold the Volusia, actually when I bought it and when I sold it. Um this all happened in about nine months and I hadn't paid it off yet. So when I bought it um, the guy had a loan and I had a loan and it was, it was incredibly complicated. But basically we did the bill of sale and then we had to change hands of the title. And of course, Billy, who, so th- this is about how the, how the <coughs> test riding the Volusia goes. I come to the parking lot and I show up on Purple Rain. Purple Rain, Purple Rain. Yeah. And Billy's there with I, his... I wish I had a cigarette lighter. I could just wave in the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Billy's there with his soon-to-be wife, Sally. Oh, actually, this is this was great, too, because... Billy's like, oh, well, you know, we're getting married and we're going to buy a place and, you know, baby. like babies, 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 babies. Um, he didn't say that, but it was, it was understood. Implied. Um, yeah. Um, so he's there with Sally and, 
And he's like, yeah, it's just too expensive. I'm like, oh, dude, you, you need a rust bucket like this thing. You know, it runs great. These old Japanese bikes run great, but they don't cost anything. Like, I pay like, nothing a year for things. And he's like, hmm, that's interesting. And I, I, I almost, I swear to God, I could, have, I could have done a trade and money for this thing. Trade across. And then Sally's right there behind Billy, giving him, like, the laser eyes. Like, wow. I will kill you in your sleep, Billy. <laughs> you will die. <laughs> no one will find you. But will she bury him with the bike? <laughs> <laughs> we can we can only hope that bike is buried somewhere. <laughs> I got so good at push starting with that bike. Oh my god. The preferred way to start that bike was push starting. That would be why Prince had those two girls always following him around. Mm. So <laughs> Give me a push. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that the key thing, I guess, here is let's keep, keep, give our friends at home a list. The highlights. Highlights. So, if you're buying a bike, show up in gear. Show up on a bike if you can. Show up with money. Show up with money so that they know you're not just some tire kicker who's going to take their bike for a test ride and wheelie it down the street. Yeah. And if you're selling a bike... Expect those things. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Insist those, on them. Insist on those things. Yeah, and, and I think in general the the key thing is just you know trust your instincts. Cause I, I, yeah. When you get a sketchy person who shows up, it's going to feel sketchy. Trust your instincts that they're sketchy. Because yeah. sketchy people do not belong on your bike. Yes. On the other hand, buying new does have its advantages. The Strom was the first new vehicle I ever bought in my life. I've never had a new bike. I've had new cars. Really? Yes. Huh. Actually, all my cars I've bought new. Oh, okay. That was a, a, a peculiar thing my dad always drilled in my head. Huh. I didn't buy new cars. My dad always drilled in my head, have the nicest boat you can and the shittiest truck. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad only had a truck, so... My dad could have a boat podcast like this that would be even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have to do, we'll have to do a boat episode with Todd Sr. Yeah. My dad was like a lifelong mechanic, mm-hmm. and to him, buying a used car was buying somebody else's problems. And he didn't want to spend money on that, because that was his job. It's a fair point. But mm-hmm. So yeah, I've always had the new cars, never had a new bike yet. Hmm. You know what I'd really, really like? What's that? A brand new Buell. <laughs> I I agree. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they pop out, they're like, so we've got this new 1125 Rotax Motor Ulysses. I'd be like... I love you, Strom, but it's time we parted ways. <laughs> it was never meant to be. <laughs> I bought you because I could not afford the Ulysses in 2006. And I, I loved you now as I loved you then, but... <sighs> yeah, you know, the week after I bought that thing, the very week, seven days to the date, some dude put up that 2009 Ulysses with like 12,000 miles. Oh, and all the gigas. And all the farkles already there. And you know, it's funny, I remember... He was asking less money. I remember giving you the advice to stick with the one you had because it seemed like the guy had taken really good care of it because it looked good. I think that was all true. I I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I don't know. One day, we're going to get him here and we can ask him. That's a good idea, actually. Tell us the truth about the clutch. (laughs) Or else... (laughs) Now that we have you in our troll cave, and you can't escape. You know, I wrote to him once asking him about it, and he was just kind of like, "No, oh, everything was cool. <laughs> well, I gotta, that's what I'd answer if I'd been, like, throwing bolts down the uh, intake, so. <laughs> it's fine. Duh. <laughs> All right. So, well, the great thing, the great thing about buying this Trump new, though, was mm-hmm. I went up to the dealership up in Brigham City, and they had a band. <laughs> What is it with the motorcycle dealers I and the bands? What? <laughs> I don't Why? Know. Why? I, okay. If well, any, no, no, back back up a step. What? Let, let, let's, let's back. Look at it from the other way because it's equally funny. What is it with bands who play at motorcycle dealers? <laughs> what they just want? Ex- you couldn't get a better gig than playing at a motorcycle. <laughs> Bob's Bob's Honda and Kawasaki, where we also service snow machines, is proud to present the Dorks. <laughs> Where's the doors? Are you ready to rock? All the motorcycle guys look up and go, What? (laughs) Okay, so what really drilled this home for us this past week is uh, we were talking about the show, what we were going to talk about. 
And so I go flipping through some of the local dealer pages because I was thinking maybe we could con them into a test ride. No, oh, we'll have to go this weekend and, and ride something. Yeah, because we won't be going on Pony Express with the Buell. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, I hope it's scooters. It's but, scooters. Uh, all right. I want to ride that MP3. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, we're all over the MP3. So I, I go to uh, one of the uh, local BMW dealers page, and God damn it, we just missed it. <sighs> they had a... Uh, an event this past weekend. I think we even talked about that on the last one. We might, yeah, that the de- yeah, yeah, about going. So basically, we're idiots is the moral of the story. Yeah, where we put stuff off. So, anyways, but you know, the bikes weren't what they were highlighting on a page in big, oh giant type. It wasn't the bikes. <laughs> it wasn't the bikes. No, because just fuck the bikes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you go to a BMW dealer for bikes? Yeah, what the hell? There was two things they were they were flaunting. One of them was uh, BMW's own some lady fashion gear consultant to come and t- give a presentation <laughs> and a talk about what to wear. The one with the big logo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I gotta ask. There was she was there to answer all the 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 gear and garment and fashion questions that the BMW writer today has. Like, can you combine blue with black? <laughs> Is it okay if I haven't washed my gear in a week? I gotta, I gotta ask. What? I'm gonna predict what advice she gives. Ready? Okay. Buy BMW gear. <laughs> what? What? What on earth else could this woman possibly say? You get in and she she probably got this hot German voice, right? Because she was straight from BMW headquarters. Right. From BMW headquarters. I bet she looked like the chick in the tour tech catalog. You should buy... She probably looked hotter then. You should buy BMW gear. It will be very sexy on you, sir. I already want to hand you my credit card. See? (laughs) Just like that. All these... All these... All these... 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 uh, 40-year-old guys... MBW jackets and ball caps. Mm-hmm. And the hot chick's like, you should buy this jacket. You, you would look very nice in this. Okay. <laughs> I will. I, my clothes will get looser. I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> the fashion consultant. I want a fashion consultant. Garment consultant, gear consultant. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, God. You know, I was thinking, somewhere at BMW headquarters, right now even probably... There's a designer working with an engineer to figure out how to get the logo on the back of the jacket to project into the sky, like we were talking about. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Logo projection. BMW on the clouds. <laughs> okay, so so they hyped the fashion lady. Who, in, big, I, in big time. I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm reeling from... Not the bikes. Not the bikes. Fuck the bikes. No, but hey, fashion lady. Yeah. And? And the second thing they were hyping, most importantly, there was a band. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) If we ride the Piaggio's, does that mean it has to be like an indie rock band? Hipsters. Hipster stuff. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I'll see if I can pair my my sister's jeans together. Maybe they're doing some vegan hot dogs in the lot. Yeah. I like those. So why a band? I mean, really. Like, okay, you want to do an event. Sure. The car dealers here do events. Yeah. Big events. I never see a band. You know what I see at car dealers? I see bounce houses. Stuff for the kids. Oh, my God, bounce houses. Yes! Bounce houses! Okay, I would... Jesus! (laughs) I just spit all over Chuck. I'm so excited about bounce houses. I need a towel here. Holy bounce houses! Yes, I would affect it. <laughs> okay, okay. If if they have a bouncy castle at any demo event, we are there. And Think how much more practical that would be at a motorcycle dealer. Well, it'd be great. I mean, a everyone's wearing safety gear to begin with. You can well, you can demo your gear. You've got the fashion consultant there. Oh my god, yes! Put on the fashion <laughs> stuff and take it to the bouncy castle and see how it works. Yeah, boing, have some sticks. Hit each other. I can go on like this for hours. Yeah, don't. <laughs> bouncy castles. But, yes. Okay, that's exciting. 
Yeah, that's actually like like that. That's a that's a value add. Yeah, and it, you know you could take the family. The kids are doing something. Oh yeah, they don't yeah. want to go and watch some band they never heard of playing music they won't but, listen to. But the kids love watching the dorks. Da, na, 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 na. Guess not. No. <laughs> no bands. <laughs> Dealers, take note. No bands. Bounce houses. Bounce houses. That's what we want to see at a dealer. I want to see the Ducati dealer with a bounce house. Oh my god, the Ducati girls in the bounce house. The Ducati girls in the bounce house! <laughs> Ducati girls in the bounce house. The yes! new way to sell. I will buy a bike that day if they do that. I swear to god, I will go in and I don't even like Ducatis very much. I will buy a fucking Ducati that day if they have Ducati girls in the bounce house. Ducati dealers, take note. <laughs> Serious, something. Uh, I mean, I, just this band stuff. It, it doesn't. I mean, they're trying to pro- get. They're trying to appeal to an image. What? Which, I, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I can see Big Dog doing it because you know they're all leather and well, rock. Yeah, it was like ZZ Top. But who's gonna go with BMW? Those are all. I mean, who's who's your BMW customer? Interpretive jazz. <laughs> <laughs> da 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 honk honk. Da. <laughs> They have an interpretive jazz band. There's a line at the Keurig coffee maker. Did you mm-hmm. hear the jazz? Yes. No. <laughs> Bounce houses. Bounce houses, not bands. This oh. is a this. We could sell a million T-shirts with that on it. <laughs> you know that? We should go on the website. We coming coming soon to wheelnerds.com. Bounce houses, not bands. Bounce houses, not bands. Damn right. <laughs> I am all about that. All, all right. right. Riding. <laughs> oh, I hate when we do that. And now I have to leave it in because it's funny. <laughs> ah, last thing to talk about: the ride report. The ride report on yeah. the coolest bike ever. Yes. So for for the first uh, ride report, our first wheel nerd ride report, we we spared no expense. No ex- which, no expense. We yeah. went straight all the way as far as Todd's garage. Yes. It was way in the back, though. It was way in the back. We had to, we had to move another bike to get to it. Two bikes. No, oh, we didn't have to move to Strong. No, no. Right. But, so we pulled out a 250cc Honda Nighthawk. Mm. What year is it? It's a nine, It's mostly a 96. It's kind of like the, you know the Johnny Cash song? <laughs> it's a little like that. A 96, okay. Yeah, it's a 49, 50, 51, 52, and so on. The, the, the Nighthawk is a standard motorcycle. The, the Nighthawk family was introduced by Honda in 1982. The 250cc did not come out to uh, 91 or ni- 91, 93. So, yeah. and it has changed. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Ever since, which is actually cool. It's uh, it's it's a bike. It's it's uh, yeah. I, so the the Nighthawk is like like if you've taken an MSF class, you have seen Nighthawks. If you've taken an MSF class, there is a, thousands of people have got their start on Nighthawks. Oh, totally. Like like if you've taken an MSF class or any kind of training class, there is about a one in four chance you were on a Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. I mean, so so talk talk to me about riding a Nighthawk. Okay. So this thing's what twenty horsepower, three hundred pounds. Yeah, there, there's not much to it. No, there's not much to it. You you. Uh, my biggest complaint with the with the, the Nighthawk is you have to fold yourself to get on it. Yeah, yeah. And really, that is really my big complaint. You know, I got it on yesterday, and we were laughing. Oh, we were I'm, laughing real hard. Chuck I'm, gets on it, goes woo. <laughs> I ride off on it. It's buzzy. It's real buzzy. It's just really buzzy. I almost broke the, the little starter switch because I didn't understand run and stop. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So it's got a, it's got a twisty starter switch, and Chuck immediately turns it to nothing. Yeah, turns it to reverse backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So riding down the alley, I shut up. Riding down the alley, you know, I I, I rode it down seventh, and uh, I, I'm making jokes in my head. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at me. Oh yeah, because because the thing about this is, is Chuck, Chuck and I are both about six feet tall, and yeah, we we like food and beers. Um, yeah. But so, and I have the same problem with the Nighthawk because I'm like a bear on a tricycle on yeah. this thing, like total like dip, 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 a circus bear. Just, That's how you feel about it. It, it really, and I, I find at my size, I have to sit like kind of half on the passenger seat, half on the regular seat, okay, in order to have enough to move my because you know I hit the knee skiing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So 
And that helps a little. On the freeway, the, the rear end felt a little shaky to me. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but that was last night. This morning, I got on the bike. And <laughs> so I, I, I got on the bike this morning, and uh, my wife had hired a crew of Samoans to come prune trees and stuff. <laughs> And Samoans, if, you, if you're not familiar, are uh, Pacific Islanders who weigh roughly 300 pounds apiece. <laughs> These are the linemen of the NFL, even the ones who don't play professionally. So there's a gang of them, like 12. And, trimming uh, your trees. Trimming my trees, trimming the bushes, digging up, uh, I don't know, whatever it, whatever it is my wife wanted them to do. So I'm in my, uh, my one-piece suit, my helmet, my gloves on this Nighthawk backing out of the driveway. <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm not making this up. They all stopped and their mouths just dropped <laughs> looking at me. It was like I had walked out there with no pants <laughs> and was just swinging it around. <laughs> and, and that was really the best reaction I got on the Nighthawk. But once I got it, I, I got out of there. I got on the road. I got the West Edge. And I'm just riding it across the valley. I really fell in love with that bike. It is. It is. So so. my impressions are pretty similar. A, I hate the seat with the passion. That seat is possibly the worst seat. And, and I've had some bad seats. It is possibly the worst seat I've ever on it. It takes about three and a half minutes for the seat to put your ass to sleep. Without okay. fail. I didn't have that problem. I'm, I'm not as sensitive to the seats as you are. Clearly you have a firmer ass. We're not going to... That got weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> I don't like I the was seat. okay with the seat. Okay, I didn't like the seat. So, but but the, 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 the smallness of it is just so much fun. Like, you, you forget when you haven't ridden 250 for a while and you've been on these, you know, big 1,000cc things. Yeah, 500-pound bikes. 500-pound bikes, which handle pretty well, but, like... You forget how what you, you forget what really good handling actually is, and really good handling, I will tell you straight up, is always a two fifty. Like, the more I ride two fifties, you know, teaching people and stuff, yeah. the more I think, you know what? There is absolutely nothing on earth that handles as well as two. There's no substitute for carving two hundred pounds off a bike. That yes, he's absolutely right. But that thing just it it felt like it it felt like butter. It was just moving underneath you like crazy. I mean, I, we know I talked last week about how could how good the speed triple was that way. Uh, the 250 kills it. Yeah, it it's just that you the, f- you feel like you can do anything on that bike on the yeah. road. Oh, totally. I mean, apart from, you know, go over 75. Um <sighs> or go up hills fast. Well, you know, you, you're asking a lot of it. Hey, you know that post uh, our friend made on uh, one of the forums, Waxing Poetic, about the 250 Ninja. And oh, yeah. A friend of ours got on a 250 Ninja and just rode the wheels off of it. Yeah, and he, he wrote a love song to it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yes. But he never mentioned the 250's greatest weakest weakness. Gravity. <laughs> Assuming, I say this about the Ural, too, all the time. Assuming favorable wind and slope, <laughs> I can hit X speed. That's essentially how it is with the 250. You yep. are not... Power isn't what you're about on that bike. No, no. It's all about being small and nimble. Although I will say that so the Nighthawk, for being you know 20 horsepower... Mm-hmm. And we've got a friend who put 45,000 miles on his Nighthawk. So you can live on a Nighthawk 250. Oh, you can and this thing, though, will do 75 with my rather hefty butt on it on the highway. Yeah, you can do the freeway speeds, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in a discussion, actually, with a guy about it yeah. who said, um, That's not no freeway bike. No, geez, it's really small. And, and, and how are you going to extend your imaginary? Uh, you know, his point was, in his head, his rational is, okay, yeah, if something it. goes wrong in the freeway, uh-huh. you can't get away from it fast. Because you can't break <laughs> or turn. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really hold water because most of the really scary situations involve things that are stopping or going a lot slower than you are on the freeway. Because you know you're going yes. 65, and oh my god, here comes a thing that's going not 65, like a hot tub, like a hot tub, for instance. I've dodged one of those. Yeah, the stuff we have dodged for this week. <laughs> Is hot tub, <laughs> or it might have been a hot tub liner, but it was a hot tub. Hot tub sounds more fun, but yeah, 
Yeah. It so. was it was whatever it was whatever the plastic shell is that sits in the hot tub that is the 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 tub the tub. So it's a hot tub, except minus all the big heavy stuff because it was it was very thin and mm. flexy as it danced on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and the pickup that was pulled over to the side of the road, looking at it. <laughs> well, that's a hot tub. Thinking maybe we should have tied that down. <laughs> yeah, the, the the speeding is speeding up is one option. I don't I don't think it's necessarily you know, the, I, the really I, scary things. I don't think it's the option. I was thinking, you know, if I bungee a milk crate to the back of this thing, I oh. could live on this bike. Oh God, yeah. Oh, totally. Like a milk crate on the back seat type of thing, you would be set. And like maybe like a couple like. Dinky little cheese ball, you know, like fifty dollar, twenty dollar saddlebags. Just yeah. like hold your rain gear. Yeah. Oh, you'd be set. I mean, it's like the perfect, you know, urban downtown. You know, great. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. You just jump on the bike and you go to the grocery store. You go to the whatever. You know. Oh, totally. It's, yeah. You just you just go. Yeah. It's, it's and it, it, the great thing about it too is this this engine Honda created this two fifty, the same one that's in the Rebel, and actually again has like a whole crap ton of removable parts. First off, no oil filter. What? No oil filter. It has a screen that you take out and you shake, shake, rinse, and put it back in. And you're done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's air-cooled, so there's no cooling system. Right. The the valves are, uh, are uh, lock nut valves, which if you've never done valves before, there's three kinds of valves. There's pushrod valves, like a Buell has, that self-adjust, because yep. they're swell. Yeah. Um, well, there's also there's four if you count. The Ducati Desmo valves, which are nightmare um <laughs> take it worked to, on by Ducati. take it to the dealer um <laughs> where there's girls there there are girls in bouncy castles tight shirts um <laughs> oh this is why my wife doesn't want to listen to the podcast no i don't blame her um, <laughs> you're gonna get slapped <laughs> so and don't then do that when i'm drinking beer <laughs> you've got your you've got your uh your shim valves where there's a little metal piece that holds it up or down and you get thinner or thicker ones accordingly and you've got your lock nut valves. And the way a lock nut valve works is you open it up, you check the valve clearance, and if it's not right, you turn the little screw until it's right. The end. The end. <laughs> They're great. Um, so, you know, super easy maintenance, and it needs it like once every millennium. So the, the Nighthawk would be the perfect bike for you to buy as your first bike to learn to do your own shade tree mechanics. Oh, totally. But, yeah, I mean, the, the main thing you got to get over with the Nighthawk is the metal. Mm-hmm. Mental, you know, you're, you're you're and people, they go out, they buy their bike, and a lot of it is just what does the girl from BMW headquarters think of me now? Yeah, yeah, it's weird how worried people. You get on a motorcycle, which is a, a something you ride by yourself, and you're really worried about what other people think of you on it. Yeah, you want to look good. Yeah, you I gotta look tough. Look at me go. Let you me let me tell you a little sporty. secret. I tell my students. If you aren't smooth on your bike, you don't look cool. It doesn't matter what it is. You look smooth on it, you might look cool. That's why all those guys hang out at the gas station. Yeah, because you watch them leave the gas station. These are, these are the guys. <laughs> You've seen these guys. So they've got the uh, the new CBYZXFGXXBZQWTF. That bike. And they're leaning on it. And they're leaning on it, and they've got leathers, and they're matching leather, nice and clean, and they're they're matched to the color of the bike. Yeah, yeah, that's important. And their girlfriends there with the pink helmet, Billy. Um, they're all named Billy and Sally, by the way. Yeah. In case you didn't know that. Let's go to Dead Peel Point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that Dead Buell is responsible for a major spike in population. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, they're standing. They're sitting at the gas station because they know as soon as they leave the gas station, they're going to wobble out of it with straight arms. Don't have straight arms on the bars. Um, so they'll wobble their way down State Street, and they'll look like doofuses because if you're not smooth, you don't look cool. Mila, the big, giant doofus in the blue suit on the tiny Nighthawk, is like, yeah, bitches, <laughs> <laughs> and pass them on the corner. CB two five zero. Oh. <laughs> That's the funny thing about the 250 is you can rail on a 250. <laughs> you can. You get in the corners, you get into the twisties, you get on a freaking track. Yeah. And that bike is just, it, it is unlimited fun. Mm-hmm. 
and you just you know I don't know if it's just because it's so light if it's just because you know it's it's so freaking bulletproof but you don't you don't worry about wadding it up yeah yeah you just you can just ride and not think about crap I mean you you drop one of our bikes now and you're like oh you know oh god what, what broke three hundred bucks of crap I dropped every time I dropped a two fifty I was like man I gotta replace that turn signal fuck I need twenty bucks <laughs> God. I dream of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I worried about. I never worried about the plastic. I never worried about the, anything. Yeah. It's just, it's it's a pure riding experience. So check out a 250. If you're, if Nighthawk 250, I think in general, this is... A Nighthawk 250. This is a solid choice for almost anyone. A Ninja 250 if you want that sporty look. Mm-hmm. But, you know, goddamn, don't let anyone talk you out of a 250. No. Way, way too much fun. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. So... Thanks, folks. We're the Wheel Nerds. I'm Todd. I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everybody. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.